Welcome back, everybody, to What's Up Universe podcast. I'm here with my co-host. Well, first, I'm MK, right? Everybody knows that. And I'm here with my co-host, Jen. How are you? Oh, I'm doing super well, and I'm excited because we have basically an 80s icon with us today. We do. We have Jenny Hale of Always a Duckman fame. So excited. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I, I uh, really very honored to be a part of your universe. I'm massively modest and I feel like I don't deserve these accolades, but I will just take the compliment for what it is. You know, you reached out to me and I feel very grateful to have this experience with y'all and to be talking about what we're about to be talking about. A little bit about myself. I have a twin sister. Occasionally you'll see her in some of my social media videos on TikTok and um, Instagram. We've been living in the Chicago area all our lives. Let's start from the beginning. My, my brain will be trying to cherry pick things that I've done in the 300 years that I've lived. Primarily my basic identity is having a twin. There's no escaping that if you have a twin. And we are actually, I'll just say I, because she can also chime in. I started out being a very precocious little child. I mean, that happens when you're twins. One wants to go that way, and the other one wants to go the opposite way. <laughs> and we were really into making up our own stories and playing in the backyard and imagining it's like Neverland or the Secret Garden. So we've always been entertainers and musicians. We both play the violin. We have been playing the violin for... Nearly, I don't want to say. <laughs> it's going to be closing Almost in 30. 30, yeah. yeah. And we started when we were in elementary school. And we've done theater and singing and entertainers all around. Let's see. Very much into movies. A lot of fantasy films. A lot of, obviously, John Hughes. Having been titled as an 80s icon. Huh? Nice potpourri of anything and everything. Yeah. 80s, 80s, 90s mostly. Yeah, right? mostly. And on the opposite end of that, we got into like the grunge movies. For example, Bill and Ted and Wayne's World and Airheads and Encino Man. A lot of Polly Shore films. Mm -hmm. Just across the board, just a variety of different genres, which I think really shows on not only my uh, social media contents, so on t my main account on TikTok, primarily on IG, which is Mannequin Femme. I feel like I don't look like the same person twice. Mm -hmm. I generally try not to, just to keep myself challenged, but also throw people for a loop a little. And you know, one, one day I'll be Ducky, and then the next day I'll be a Molly Ringwald character. And then the next day I'll be Garth Algar from Wayne's World and then this or that thing, or like the Red Queen uh, and just a variety, like a rubber face. I'm pretty much a pretender or a mistress of disguise. Speaking of being mistresses of disguises, different disguises, cosplay, another sort of faction of our lives revolves a lot around cosplay. And then we sort of marry that passion of cosplay with our interests in music and entertaining and performing and just our own passions for subject matter. Like for example, I have several degrees in computer science, human computer interaction, accessibility, SEO, website design, um, librarianship and Egyptology. 
with several certifications, the listicle goes down. And uh, likewise, my sister has degrees in fashion design and visual merchandising. So I used to work at Macy's as a visual merchandiser. I'm actually currently working full-time in a library makerspace. So I get to deal with like laser cutters and 3D printers and all sorts of fun equipment that I actually get to incorporate into my costume. So I'm like, ooh, I can't believe I get to do this for a living. So we sort of ping pong inspire each other. We've always done that throughout our lives. So if I would get interested in some crazy thing, she would incorporate it into her own thing. For example, with Egyptology, I've been interested in it since I was a little kid. First or second grade, it started off with doing a book report with a, one of my classmates. And I was always, having been a precocious child, I was always wanting to do the exact opposite of everybody. So if everybody was doing things on planets or this or that animal, I was looking for the craziest subject that I could find in the library. Like, okay, this looks amazing. It was a like a water clock type thing, like a bowl, a stone bowl thing. I thought it was weird. And I told my partner, we are doing a book report on this thing. I don't know what it is, but we're going to find out. And so it all started off with my passion for Egyptology. It started off with, a, you know, a water clock. And it just went from there. And throughout most of my childhood up until high school and then college, I've just been informally studying the thing. But now it's more of a lifetime's worth of formal study, it feels like. And then when we got into college, she had the, was it a niche collection or your senior collection for fashion? It was my senior collection, yeah. I just based it solely off of like Egyptian fashion and kind of like took a spin on it a little bit, like learned a little bit more about the history and everything. Thanks all partly to you because you inspired me to do that collection. I think I still have the pieces for that, I was actually. Just <laughs> I very much doubt I fit into the thing anymore, but then again, I. I surprised myself when I go back to the things that I had in high school. I put them on like my prom dress. I zipped it up and I was like, nope. <laughs> no, actually, there was a hallelujah moment. And then I ended up using it when one of my TikToks, I, speaking of Molly Ringwald characters, uh, that was one of them. I portrayed her, Samantha Baker in her, well, while it was my prom dress, it looked a lot like, and in fact, it was inspired by, I picked it because... I picked that prom dress because it reminded me of Samantha Baker's, was it a, a bridesmaid dress mm -hmm, in yeah. 16 Candles? And it was the only one on the rack. And I'm like, oh, it's mine. It doesn't fit me. It's way too big, which I'm glad that happened because it now fits me and I can use it for a TikTok. You yeah. know, I knew I kept it for a reason. Yeah. And I was going to say, I had myself a, a little Molly Ringwald revamp of a, my high school prom dress where I'm just like, Oh my God, I can't believe I bought this thing. Like, I need to give it a, a redress here, okay? So I'm like, so it's like the super uber 90s, like straight cut long thing. Like, mm, let's let's make this something else, you know? I'm like, it was probably the worst experience of my life having oh, yeah, a prom. prom. Oh my goodness. And I'm just like, yeah, I need some soothing, like just, I just need to hack into this thing and make it something different. And then it's just like something new, something inspiring. And yeah, it was just really helpful. Mental, well, what do you call it? Therapy, there you yeah, go. It's like, it's like a cleanse, you know? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a bad experience and turn it into a positive mm -hmm. one. It almost feels like 
well, yeah, you have Mary, like an Andy Walsh in Pretty mm -hmm. Pink, a Pretty in Pink moment, basically. And yeah, with the prom experience, how terrible was that? Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's exactly what the Annie Potts character said. Oh, it was the worst. <laughs> oh, it definitely was. <laughs> it was. Oh my goodness. But I Nothing's do, missing, I swear. Nothing yes. is missing. Yeah. I didn't want to have that experience where I, I, I'm checking my pockets and I'm checking my non-existent kids, kids and things on my purse because, you know, there's nothing missing really <laughs> except for the one experience of going to prom. Just go. Don't overanalyze it, kids. Just go. Yeah, after college, after high school and college, we got into cosplay. And I think if I think about it really intensely the indelible moment that aha moment because throughout our whole lives we've been super nerds like we grew up on star trek and star wars and anything my dad watched we watched but we were definitely trekkers still love the universe and fandom and i'd always seen little bits and pieces like clips and stuff during commercial breaks of episodes of star trek and I think it might have been on MeTV with Sven Gulli, who's a local host, kind of a horror host, you're like an Elvira or a vampire kind of personality. And there were clips of Star Trek fans going to conventions. And for the longest time, probably up until when I started working in a library, so like the mm -hmm. mid-2000s, I always thought, just seeing that on television, I thought, oh, that's cool, intimidating, being a little kid. I don't want to, that, seeing a giant Klingon <laughs> coming at you, that's scary to a kid who's like barely even knee high. But um, I, always thought, I, always, I always thought that conventions were only for Star Trek fans. I'm like, okay, what would I dress up as? I don't know, but that's, it's, it seems like a scary thing to me. Then I grew out of that. Once I got into the real world and realized, yeah, you know, it's not as scary as you thought it was going to be. Sometimes it is, but other times it's not. And even if you're afraid, just still go and do your things, you know, just do it afraid. So then I found out there was this one winter reading program and I was just chilling, doing my job. And in comes this guy dressed as Jack Sparrow doing his thing. And I was so enamored of him. I knew it was a guy I could separate the person wearing the costume and then the character. I'm not into the whole, oh my God, it's <laughs> you know. Because I'm being a performer, you kind of can see past the veil, you can see past the fourth wall. And sometimes, sometimes I kind of get bummed out that I could do that. Like, oh, well, I like how they're acting. Like, oh my goodness, this is very uh, intense. This is such a great emotion that this character is exuding. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, so this Jack Sparrow character comes in and I'm observing this guy, trying not to look like a creep, you know? <laughs> and then I look up, because he has a website and a MySpace. So this was MySpace era, huh. if uh, oh, anybody yeah. remembers that. Mm. Uh, I think it's still around, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still around, it's just not quite I as... can't even remember my login. I, yeah, I, don't, read, I don't either. I'd be impressed. I'd be super impressed by oh, my man. Or mine. And yeah, so I looked on his MySpace, and then I looked on his website, because I was into websites, and I was poking around the source source code of his website, looking at how he structured it and just being a giant nerd on the side while observing him doing his thing and looking at all the photos that he's done, uh, had on his website and his MySpace page. And he, he's into Star Trek and uh, obviously Jack Sparrow was his bread and butter back then. And he was in different venues with other like-minded individuals dressed 
the same way. So like Star Wars. And now that I think about it, I think he was at a Star Wars celebration, to be honest with you, uh, just based on my memory of having looked at these photos and uh, other, I forget what other character, I think he did something from DC, like the Heath Leathers Joker. Yeah. And so I was really learning this world of cosplay that was so bottlenecked into just me thinking it was only for Star Trek fans sort of embiggened and embiggened like a giant balloon being inflated. It, uh, and then I realized, oh, oh my gosh, I could do it. I could. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, well, you know what? This would be a great thing for my sister and I to do together to sort of, again, marry all of our things that we're interested in into something new to experience that I've always had this, this little bug in my, not bug in my head, but just like this little voice in my head thinking or telling me, do this, do this. You know you want to. I know it's intimidating. I know, I know it just kind of stresses you out thinking about it, but just do it and do it afraid. But just do it. Don't mm -hmm. don't not do it because you're afraid. And yeah, that's where it all started with the cosplay thing. And also the whole relaying interest back and forth, mm -hmm. like a ping pong match, uh, and inspiring each other. And and I think after the whole cosplay thing, I'm not sure what the next chapter of our lives is. Uh, we kind of just went with that that is sort of the thing that we would do for well, I, for the rest of our lives but mm -hmm. um or it would be it would be something that makes it will continue to make a great impact on our lives because once you catch the acting bug you're never going to let it go and i think that's true because we've been doing mm -hmm. this for <laughs> i want to say 15 years yeah i think so yeah yeah so I think that's where we are right now. And on top of that thought, and it being something that's going to be something we do for much of the rest of our lives, the one thing that I am doing now is sort of switching up how I cosplay. Because in the beginning, we were very shy, anxious, anxiety-ridden, you know, balls of anxiety, just tiptoeing into the convention scene, didn't know anybody, kind of started off with low-key costumes. And in fact, I think Andy and Ducky from Pretty and Pink was our yeah. third, our third cosplay. <laughs> uh, our first one was someone from Twilight. And oh my God. I think I did, I <laughs> yeah. portrayed Evelyn Carnahan from The Mummy Returns. Mm -hmm. So things that we were, we knew that we were comfortable with uh, attending a convention in, but not necessarily something that was crazy <laughs> full on special effects makeup that you could see from a hundred feet away and kids would just come flocking at you and adults would be all childlike and so I, we kind of kept our little own bubble and the these low-key costumes were something that were very contemporary so they weren't as readily recognizable as some of the rest of our things so kind of kept that separation between having to socialize with other people that we didn't know that terrified don't us. Don't notice me! Yes, please don't notice me, even though I'm dressed, I'm dressed up in a character. Mm -hmm. And then the next chapter of our cosplay career was uh, not too much longer after we started. It was the Red and the White Queen from mm -hmm. the Tim Burton thing. Tim Burton, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland. I was like, it's called Underland, right? Right, but it's Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland. And that, I think I have one or two videos mm -hmm on my main account on TikTok. And I don't usually do the more splendid cosplays on that account, 
because one, it's TikTok. Two, getting dressed in full-on cosplay takes something like four hours, mm -hmm. and <laughs> I don't think it's worth. I don't, I personally don't think it's. Yeah, really. Oh my gosh, my Nebula cosplay from Ga Guardians of the Galaxy takes like six to seven hours. Mm -hmm. No, I will wear. I think I've worn that twice in the last ten years. Same with me. I think my my uh, Aura Singh is. Uh, Diva Plava Laguna from the Fifth Element. Like I have only worn that like three times in my whole life. It's impressive. <laughs> it's hard. It's, it's hard to put together, it's man. Impressive. But it's also time consuming. That next chapter was going all out and getting more comfortable with ourselves and in character this time, because we've had Renaissance Fair training, mm -hmm. and so that was something where we could implement that newfound information and knowledge and how to hold yourself and how to think like the character and engage with other people yeah and engage success even though you might be failing at this interaction at least we're being bring it back around so you can make it into a really fun experience i mean they have stories about that but uh, that but being that it's a renaissance fair they're kind of not good for television <laughs> so i don't know if how i could get past the censors without but yeah so our next one was just really bringing our performing background into the cosplay world and really putting the play into costume so cosplay right costume play and then we got into competitions for a while and we were we did really good i think mm -hmm. and it's not to say that we're not going to go competing again i have several awards in prop making and she's got several master level costuming awards and we've had dual things together we love doing skits my gosh and we've been all around the world not all around the world all around the country Oh my. <laughs> oh, so, I wish. Yeah, I wish, really. Uh, like from New York Comic Con to San Diego and Los Angeles Comic Con, and mostly our kind of exclusive Midwest. to the Midwest and primarily around the Chicago area. Our most famous one, our most well known one, is C2E2, which is Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo. So C2E2, and also Wizard World, which is now called FanCon. We have a lot of anime conventions. And then our next chapter of cosplay would be i guess just really getting back to our uh, being the character kind of thing which is to say we mm -hmm. didn't lose that being the character thing when we were competing but it's something that we really enjoy doing and uh, we're not just putting on the costume just to say look at me take my picture i want to be famous which i don't one of my posts got i finally got a million dollar baby on my hands and while it was amazing to finally get one million views on one of my posts I would never wish uh, that to be a consistent thing on anyone because it's just I want to comment on everything uh, even the bad stuff even, <laughs> even feeding the trolls because it's, at least it's an interaction you know and and, and I kind of like you actually tagged me on that one I'm like I'm still getting notifications really? <laughs> oh no I'm so sorry <laughs> that's okay that's okay <laughs> it's it's all good oh man but it's 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 you know it's the beast of the thing when you put yourself out there you're gonna get all sorts of feedback mostly good thank god it can where's the wood uh, <laughs> knock on wood knock on wood I've mostly had positive responses to much of the things that I have done and I'm sure you have done Lisa that in not only the real world but primarily in the social media world I can maybe count on two hands mm -hmm. the number of really gross comments or interactions that I've had on social media in the last gosh maybe 10 years I think I've been on social media yeah I think that's where that's where we are right now I feel like I have lived and I'm sure Lisa could say the same thing mm -hmm. 
I feel like I've lived 300 lives. I feel sometimes I feel like I'm 300 years old every time I get out of the bed. You know, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. geez, you say it's <laughs> they're right. They're, your knees are the first to go. But um, yeah, that's where we are. You know, you know, so that's us in a nutshell. It's so clear that you guys are so in sync. And I know that it is so surprising to our audience that you have a theater background. It is shocking to everyone oh. right now listening. <laughs> um, and natural talent is real. Natural entertainers are real. And you two definitely fit the mold. Let's go back to your cosplay, specifically of Ducky, because that's really what you're known for, at least what we found you yeah. for. Tell um, us I, about how you started that one. Ducky came about because whenever my sister and I think of something new to do in cosplay, like a character, picking a character or picking a fandom in general, and then looking at the characters and which ones give us this great vibe. Like, oh, that person kind of looks like me. I think I can portray them well enough. And then I really, you get really intense into the character background and everything like that. So mm-hmm. how our duo works is she'll pick a character. It's usually the one that I want to do. And it? it sometimes it is. Well, our Beetlejuice one, <laughs> when we did our Beetlejuice one, I was like, man, that's the one I wanted it to do. But, well, I mean, <laughs> hello, you knocked it out of the park with the magician's assistant. Hello. Oh, yeah, because it's all about, you know, you got to wear the couch. But yeah. anyway, so with our pretty pink one, she picked Andy. And I was, I, I honestly, at that time, I, I kind of vaguely remembered Pretty in Pink because um, I think I saw I thought I, I saw, I saw it before you because like, of yes. Dirty. Yes, <laughs> so yeah, I'd seen that film. I remember watching it for the first time. Salt and Pepper, like you know, channel surfing back and forth. I don't remember what I was doing, uh, looking at also in addition to Pretty in Pink. But I flicked on. It was like WGN, like a summer presentation thing on the weekend and of course you know living in the Chicagoland area uh, we had a lot of John Hughes related (laughs) movies on television almost all the time and Pretty in Pink was on and I didn't know the title of it I didn't know who the characters were I didn't know what was going on but I flicked it on and it was during the club scene and oh who's this goofy kid He's adorable. He seems like somebody I could be friends with. In fact, he reminds me of some of the friends that we've had throughout mm-hmm. our, all our life. And so I was like, oh, he's, he's, he's cute. Oh, it's a commercial. Let me go back to the base, you know, the Cubs game. And I would just go back and forth and get this really holy, like swish cheese sort of experience with mm-hmm. Pretty in Pink for the first time. I think it was like the mid 90s or something. I know you'd seen it well before I did, at least by a couple of years. So while I'm channel surfing, she comes by my room. She, uh, my sister, walks past my door, and she catches me watching it. She goes, "Oh my God, I love this movie! I love Ducky. Have you seen him? He's so adorable, and cute, and oh my goodness!" And then she walks away, and then I'm like, "Oh well, that was fantastic. <laughs> I have, I have, uh, uh, who, who is, who's Ducky? What's it? No, oh, I think what's, a a, what's a Ducky? What's a Ducky?" <laughs> And that's like my first really remembrance of this 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 pretty and pink universe, and specifically of Ducky. Like, who's a Ducky? Is the kid Ducky? And then she was Ducky. Yes. And then when he does this little tap tap foot foot thing at, at the end at the prom, I look at the shoes and like, wow, those are cool. Are those Duckies? <laughs> and, and then finally, she goes, let's pick, let's do pretty and pink. I want to be Andy. I'm like, oh, I think I remember this movie. And she's like, yeah you watch it again and so i watched it again finally this is what 
to early 2000s mm-hmm. and I watched it through and through and finally you know right off right off the bat then that first scene where we see Ducky uh actually we see his shoes first don't we and then he pans up and you see this cool kid but uh and then he like, sort of jump starts Andy's heart by sneaking up on her uh, hi how's your day, day? yeah yeah just <laughs> like hi Ducky like he's talking oh my god i knew it (laughs) but yeah and so so i thought oh i'm all about this character (laughs) and so i was watching it and like yeah i was totally all about this universe and then i got to the end where she picks blaine i'm like what i don't get this ending i don't understand this ending why why would she why would she choose upward mobility i don't know if that that was the whole vibe to me it's like she's just you should have taken she's well at least just said don't i don't want to date you blaine but i will keep my best friend ducky because we we uplift and elevate each other so yeah. i feel like that that whole vibe at the end of the movie is just terrible <laughs> and what are you telling women oh don't you can uh-huh. go to school be intelligent and you know have massive t- talent but then feel like you need a guy to make things happen i'm like dude you don't need a you don't need anybody you need, all you need is yourself mm. and then maybe have a boyfriend or a girlfriend that's my been my experience in my life with Ducky, and uh, then the pandemic happened, and I thought back onto all of the characters that I portrayed, uh, and thought, well, I really still want to cosplay, but I have living alone. Yeah. So at the pandemic, it's like, what's gonna what's gonna keep me from you know getting what's gonna get me out of my head? Because being by myself, um, not having another person with me, or a dog, or a cat, or something to really share the experience with because I was stuck in my head during the pandemic and I'm sure a lot of people were mm-hmm. thought, okay what's what's gonna get me going what's gonna entertain me what's gonna get me out of my head that headspace um, what do we have a passion for that's not going to require that I do any effort make any effort I was like I want to have zero effort but high you know reward so it's like well, that's impossible but I thought about cosplay, you know, like, okay, I don't really want to make anything new for TikTok, which is where, how that happened, uh, the pandemic happened, and then TikTok happened for me. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm sure a lot of people had that same scenario, like, oh, you know, it's, it's something to do to keep yourself busy during lockdown. And so I thought, okay, what are, what are, on top of a cosplay thing, mm-hmm. what is it that makes me feel good? 80s and 90s stuff like the the characters that we've all mostly cosplay and um so i thought okay now of that very niche idea what are the characters that i love love and that was john hughes and of that little niche action of you know interest i was like which one character that i love the most ducky of course and so that's that was like my very first tiktok and on top of doing that i was thinking what else do I like to do? Oh, I like to dance. So what is the most iconic scene from that film? It's the ducky dance. And that's what I did. But, you know, the whole gyrating thing. It's like, wow, my goodness. That's, wow. I don't know how Molly Ringwald just stood there. <laughs> I would have been I know like, Iona or Annie Potts was really enjoying it. Yeah, that would have been me. I would've been, Girl, I'm all into that. Yeah, like, so when do you want to get married? <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. I love Ducky too. He's hands down my favorite John Hughes character, aside from Jim Dodge from Career Opportunities. Them two are like I would are my dream boyfriend. 
roller skating scene. <laughs> I wanted to do that, but I, you know, oh, I wonder if they'll let, it's a Target, isn't it, right? In, in oh, it is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> do we know anybody in tar at Target who could just like, after hours, we could just skate around? My God. You've got to do it with the veil and everything, the wedding veil. Oh, yes. Oh my, yes. I would love to do that. Oh, thank you. Oh, I don't need any more influence. I don't need any more suggestions. Oh no. But no, I really want to. Like mm -hmm. even with, because uh, I've done the ducky dance two times on social media and once in real life. But I also want, I haven't, I haven't posted one on my, not really on, on my Always a Duck Man TikTok mm -hmm. or Instagram. And I really want to do it at a real record store. Mm -hmm. And there is a real record store out in Oviedo, Florida called Ducky's Vintage Boutique. I saw and that. it's and oh yes, God. yes, it's in, it's in Oviedo. I think it's Oviedo, Oviedo, Florida, the mall in there. Yeah, Ducky's. Big shout out to Ducky's. I love them. Yeah. Oh man. And and I even I even I even hinted at wanting to do that scene there in their store. It's like, well, I think I'll bring my, I love this store. I, I love all, I love how you curate your items. Um, I might have to make a pilgrimage there and I'll bring my dance shoes. Mm -hmm. And they responded back, oh my God, we would love to have you. I'm like, oh, good. Oh, good. Find out who's the owner of that place and get yeah, out. It's, like, oh, it's going to happen whether they want it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh, it's a random flash mob. Hello. Yeah, I know. I've brought a, a film crew. You can't deny me. <laughs> You can't deny me. I know now. people. Yes. I know people. Yeah. I'll bring Marilyn Vance with me. Oh my God. <laughs> so, how long does it take you to become Ducky? Not very long. I feel like, of all the characters that I portray, I feel like I carry myself like him in general. Um, yeah, with the hat, being Italian, like, mm -hmm. I, it's all about, it's just, he's. Mm -hmm. He's all like he has these long. John Cryer has these long fingers, and we both have long fingers, and it's like great for piano playing. And I, it's just, <laughs> I just get in. See, already I'm in it. I'm already on. And, and as soon as I get the hair, mostly, and my hair is very long, and it goes all the way down to my bottom. And so a lot of times with a lot of my characters, specifically Ducky, trying to figure out how to get all of that hair in that da the you know you know <laughs> go google and what that that means the uh, pompadour, pompadour his pompadour and then doing that little elephant trunk and then the little the uh what is it? what's another alternative word for the, it's just like da it's a ducktail right it's like a yeah. ducktail that little split down the like the like a greaser 50s greaser yeah, pompadour yeah. Kind, of thing. kind of kind of like his vibe but not really it's like He's kind of based off of, what do you call it, the classic teddy boy. 50s teddy boy, but uh, the costume designer Marilyn Vance went I with the that. 70s re resurgence of that because obviously it's all, it's all stuff is thrifted, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to get 60s stuff. Most of the, most of the Zeke stuff, stuff is thrifted. Yeah, yeah. Thrifted. <laughs> and, and that's another thing that we love doing is thrifting. And becoming the ducky character is also kind of something that is parallel to how we have lived our lives. Even with Andy, for example, because they're both of the not. I won't. I feel like he's much below, much more below the poverty line, pretty much mm -hmm. than Andy. I feel like she's like middle class, but not so much. They really are poor. They mm -hmm. have not a lot of money, and then you know that that's kind of been our whole our whole lives. We've very frugal with money and so not only do moving around like ducky is very easy to do because i already do it and it's just enhancing that like going even more like more more intense and um but also having a similar 
lifestyle, not a lifestyle, but uh, mentality, kind of way of, uh, yeah. well, no, yeah, I guess like lifestyle, a, but not in the sense of like just being social class, I guess. Right. Uh, so, um, just how we grew up, like mm-hmm. how our parents raised us and how, you know, we were very frugal with money. We got mm-hmm. hand-me-down clothes. We had handmade clothes. We had vintage clothes. Like some of the stuff from the 60s and 70s, I could still wear of my mom's mm-hmm. and my dad's. And that too, what hit like the combination of men's and women's clothes. I just mm-hmm. don't, I don't really care about it as long as the pants fit me. You know, <laughs> like, does it fit me? Okay. But yeah, primarily it's the hair. It really brings the character out, in my opinion. And then I put, I kind of have to darken my eyebrows a little, make it more manly. Yeah, yeah. I, my <laughs> eyebrows barely survived the '90s, no. and so I just have to cut. I have to. Okay, yes, I thought so. Yeah, it's, it's like I feel like. Because you all say you're in your 30s, we're almost 40, and so it's just like, oh goodness, why was that a thing? Thinny, <laughs> <laughs> thinny pencil, yeah, thinny. I think it maybe had something to do with Ben's stuff. I, I don't know. Because uh-huh. uh, she brought those barely their mm-hmm. eyebrows. My goodness, she was super hot. But um, <laughs> I think there's a lot of well, primarily what I would say with a lot of John Hughes characters, even if you aren't that character in general, or even if you didn't have aren't 100 percent like that character you could still connect with the characters that mm-hmm. are in within the john hughes universe or i like to say the hughes verse mm-hmm. I, I hope i I, f- I hope i'm the first one to use that because so but it's like calling it something fetch like yes. the hughes verse yes. <laughs> make, fetch happen. Like make the hughes verse happen <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's make it happen people you heard it here first but uh yeah with the breakfast club even though they come from five different social class well, not social mm-hmm. classes like go with high school cliques mm-hmm. they all find that they find they have some common, way, they some have common ground really and you can even see that through their clothes they're all bundled up in like three or four layers of clothing and uh, throughout the rest of the movie they're like taking off their jackets you know like they're taking off their scarves they're peeling layers of themselves <laughs> and 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 showing their kind of like their true colors and um and then by the end of the film they're down to their last layer except for maybe the basket case um who's still sort of into her own world like i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna expose my last layer because yeah i feel like we all have that little reticence Mm, to to show our true selves and for example at the beginning of this podcast interview i was sometimes i just have to grab you by the hands my hands were shaking shaking and i i thought oh for sure i'm gonna say something wildly inappropriate (laughs) or just just say something like completely uncharacteristically of uh, of myself or 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 revisit a, a thing that happened in my life that i don't want to talk about or whatever somehow we get but then again you know whatever i am i know who i am 24 7 365 so it's I, i'm i'm very, do it afraid yes, yes, do it afraid that's what yeah for the third time during this interview yes that's gonna be the um carrie the, fisher said that yeah she that's I, that's, <laughs> that's when i stole it from yes i did i did i did that's awesome outside yes. of your entertainment realm which is such a huge part of your lives how did the two of you end up in a library i love oh, this so much that's that's well that's fun <laughs> oh, well. well i okay so this is during the recession like ooh, not during the recession because when we were undergraduates in the early just 2000s, coming out of um just college. coming out of college we have not in- inclusive of music and stuff on both sides of the family 
teachers. My maternal grandfather, late maternal grandfather was a teacher of science. And then my paternal aunt, one of them is a teacher. Well, that she, she was would, like a principal administrator. Yeah, yeah. Like so I wanted to be a teacher. I got to my student teaching thing at the, you know, the fourth and final year where you have to go in front of a class mm -hmm. and teach. And I realized I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, I'm stressed out. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure teachers across the world can attest to that. It's just it's so For stressful. Sure. Yeah. You want to teach how you want to teach the kids, but then mm -hmm. Like the Illinois State Board of Education has their own rules when you have to make sure that you can check off each benchmark that you're doing that in your classroom. Mm -hmm. You can have fun. Teachers have fun. Teachers are very clever and very, uh, very creative, I feel. But I just could not handle being in front because, uh, let's see, I wanted to be a K through 12 educator in French and math. So I specialized in, because uh, I speak it fluently. And that was what, oh, that's another thing. Mm -hmm. uh, we're both li linguists. And that, and that is what I wanted to do. Like I said, uh, being a precocious kid, I wanted to do the opposite of what people were doing, uh, what my classmates were doing, what peer, my, my peers were doing. And while everybody was picking Spanish, I was like, I want to I want to learn French. And so that's what I did. And so I thought, okay, that's what I want to do. And then I figured out, I do not like doing this. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like this whole teacher thing. I could do the one-on-one -on -one thing, but in like with cosplay, mm -hmm. well, now I can entertain a whole freaking room. And when we were going to college, uh, was this a college? Gosh, I don't know. My life feels like a like a mess. But, <laughs> but, but, so I went. We I went to college uh, to the same college as my sister, and we both dormed together. I felt mm -hmm. I felt like big surprise there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, Shocking. I yes, I don't. Want to be, I don't want to. I don't want to find out that my roommate is crazier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I have the bar here for for you know the general state of. Uh, my level of weird is <laughs> here's 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 average here's me, here's me. and then there's I super crazy know, yeah I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if I can take somebody who's uh, in the stratosphere I could now but not in college <laughs> and so we went we went together to the school that had both the things that we wanted to do uh, fashion design and once I figured out well darn I don't want to do teaching. I, what was the one thing that I loved doing? I love going to the library. I love reading books, like for the fun of it. And not just textbooks and, you know, you have to do carrying giant mounds of books because you have to read these things. And I would just read, uh, I read the whole series of Elizabeth Peters series of, you know, because I was always interested in Egyptology. Uh, it's like a Indiana Jones, but a female version almost. Like uh, Amelia Peabody is her name. So if you're into books and you like Egyptology, that is the perfect series for you. And so I thought, okay, maybe there's a place for me in the library. So that's what I was doing. I was applying to every single library because I was also applying to every single teaching position. There was no, nobody was looking for a French or math teacher at the time because it was a recession. Nobody wanted to retire. And so I was like, dang it, dang it, dang it. Oh, so then and I went to the, my, you know, this little thought in the back of my head well let's try libraries I've always loved going to the library and let's see if there's something there for me 
there was this IT support opening, like help desk. Yeah, thing. and and I like oh, I love computers. I've always been into computers, like computer gaming and fixing computers and learning about them. Web design. That's actually where that whole thing. When we were in college, we were starting to learn Microsoft Word 2000 something, 2002, <laughs> and we were learning how to do websites and that using Microsoft Word. Which don't do people. Oh that's, my god, that's never kind of technology. Back. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> if you're curious about how how you could have done it, oh. and and you're a nerd like me and you want to, it's like what's your? It's like asking somebody what's your favorite deprecated. Um, search engine. <laughs> uh, like mine is SG. I was going to say that. We must be twins. Yes, yes. I remember when, I remember when Google was Google first came out. It was SG. Yeah, right. Yeah, Google. Yeah, I like SG. Well, that's what I was Google. SG never gave me what I wanted, but I loved him anyway. Yeah. Typical man. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I figured, okay, and they, they hired and that's pretty much how I got into it. Then, then I realized, man, they have a terrible website. <laughs> and so while I was doing my IT support, I was just poking around their website and it was, oh, it was awful. I was looking at their website and I thought, well, they need a web um, a web designer. And so I kind of sort of made, made, made myself, not not really, I feel like they already knew that they needed one and they just saw a good opportunity in me. And as, as I'm hoping that you found out through this interview, I try to make myself as indispensable as possible. So like, for example, if the world goes to pot, like it almost did, mm -hmm. um, uh, if I, like the zombie apocalypse happens, <laughs> I want to be able to know how to do things. Mm -hmm. Like sewing is a very important skill. Like how many, how many of you can say that you can sew? You know, I mean, a lot of people, I'm sure, mm -hmm. but yeah. So yeah, that's how, that's how I got into libraries is because it's a dumb, it's really a dumb mistake, not a mistake, but jump, sheer dumb luck maybe. Mm, yeah. Or just. I just haphazardly. Well, actually, honestly, in all, in all honesty, it just like was meant to be. Like mm -hmm. you fell in, you fell into it, but yeah. you found that it was for you. So yeah. it was kind of like, like a, a bad, um, like acting experience or something. <laughs> like when you when you're in your, at the rena, at, at the Renaissance <gasps> Fair, where you're having just this failed interaction. Mm -hmm. I kind of took well, kind of like what Ducky does. That guy got thrown in the bathroom. He got shoved into a garbage can, like, well, prior mm -hmm. pre prior to being thrown into the girl's bathroom, he got launched into a door, was heartbroken, which, ouch, <laughs> and um, what other things, just things happened to him, like, left and right, and he just lets it roll off his back, no, I'm just going to be me, I'm just going to maintain my, my own self, I'm going to let, not let them break me mm -hmm. you know the, the line that andy says that's the whole vibe of the movie and sort of going back to the influence of john hughes on our lives pretty pink yes and specifically that line i just wanted to let them know mm -hmm. they didn't break me i 
I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of what I've done. I'm proud of where I'm from. And um, I'm not going to let any of these little pitfalls throughout my life negatively impact me. Uh, just keep going forward. What, uh, there's that line from uh, The Dark Knight. Where, mm -hmm. what, Master Wayne, why do we fall? So we learn to pick ourselves back up. And man, talk about influences of movies and indelible line class like iconic lines like that really amazing quotes and the whole i just wanted to let them know they didn't break me really stuck and and finding myself in, in a library just by sheer happenstance was um kind of related to that mm -hmm. i kind of had this this thing in the back of my head which is always in the back of my head like don't let you're not wanting to be a teacher anymore because you can't handle standing in front of mm -hmm. like 30 precocious children you know it's like oh they're so intimidating just treat them like adults you know mm -hmm. normal human beings or not getting a french or math teaching job because there weren't any or and and not getting any of my job applications accepted and but yeah so that's how that happened another story so i wanted to ask you has john yeah. crier ever reached out to you Okay, so he has seen my content. So long story short is yes, he has not reached out to me personally. So he's active on Twitter. And I posted a video a couple years ago. It was like July something 2021. And I was in the car with my dad and we were just coming home from a, a Sox game. I'm not a Sox fan. Uh, I'm a Chicago Cubs fan. But I don't care. It's baseball. I love playing baseball and I love watching baseball and I love hanging out with my dad and I will watch Sox, Sox game with him because he likes that. Uh, but I will root for the other team, you know, I, I, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, but because, <laughs> because I'm sensible. Hello. No, not to bash any Sox fans. Y'all, y'all are impressive. Uh, anyway, so I'm just looking at catching up on social media and uh, specifically on TikTok, and I see so many comments. You need to check John Cryer's Twitter. And I was like, what does that mean? Do I take that literally? Like, what am I looking for? So I'm scrolling because he's very active on Twitter. I'm like, mm -hmm. Apparently, it's something related to maybe John Hughes, maybe Doug. I don't know what I'm looking for. And then I see a video, my, one of my videos on his Twitter, and I think I shouted. I don't know. I don't remember what I did. Said I think I might have dropped the F bomb. I'm like, holy! And <laughs> my dad's driving. He's like, what? Because <laughs> I'm right next to him. So we have this like planes, trains, and automobiles <laughs> kind of thing with John Candy's character. Is it no? Dell is yeah. It's Del. Del. He's like, what? You know, because he's what is he falling asleep or something? <laughs> or, or he's just no. He's jiving to um. <laughs> Ray Charles, right? And he's doing mm -hmm. the thing, and then he's like, I think he's also smoking because that's why the car lights on fire, right? And he does this thing, and I'm like, oh my god, another John Hughes related moment in my life. Uh, on top of that, another John Hughes moment. But so I was looking at his Twitter, and then he says, uh, I forget exactly what it says. I pinned it on my link tree, 100% Duckman approved. And I was like, ah, oh, hey. <sighs> but uh, and it was I had I have I think I did something where I tried to showcase as many of Ducky's ensembles as I could or I had at the time all of them thrifted and it was just like boom 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 and I think that that was um 
I forget what song it was. It was really cool because it was one of those trend things. I'm not into trends, but I try to make it align with what maybe Ducky would like and maybe something that my audience would also like. But that particular one, like, why? What is it? Why was it that one? Oh my God. Oh, of all the ones. Come on. That was not my favorite one, but still. Was it the one that you were like, you thought you looked like you were dreading? Dancing like a grandpa or something? Oh yeah, no, that, no, no, <laughs> no, not that one. That was that was take on me. Oh yeah, that the grandpa dancing one. Oh my god! But you know, so John Cryer knows me, knows that I exist. So that it, that makes me kind of terrified, but also it's validating. Even though I don't go chasing after validation at all, it's I I just I just prefer that 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 I don't become famous um, or I don't. And just want to make sure that my ROI is, you know, what is it? Hot and dangerous, volcanic, you know. Uh, uh, but yes, uh, I will say the costume designer, though, Marilyn Vance, has reached out to me. Um, uh, not reached out to me, but we have interacted together on Instagram. And I was filming something. I think it was related to Eddie Van Halen or something. And I take a break because I'm like, I need to take a break. I've been at this for two hours. And I'm checking social media again. And I get a notification that somebody has followed me. I'm like, Marilyn Vance, why does that sound familiar? I'm like, Marilyn Vance, Marilyn. But, oh, okay. The, the costume designer from Perium Pink and uh, The Breakfast Club and Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Ferris Bueller's Day Off and uh, The Rocketeer and Pretty Woman. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And so I was like, okay, play it cool. Play it cool. So I message her because I think I she messaged me first, and I think she said something like, "I just wanted to say." So I forget what it, exactly what it was. I think I took a screenshot, so I don't have to remember and look for it. But she was really grateful that I was keeping the Duck Man alive, and and I messaged her back. I think I sent her a gif of when Ducky goes, he sees the duck guy, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, across the way. <laughs> He's like. Moi? That little that little gif, I, 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 I sent her that, I'm like, see, that's like playing it cool, cool right? Yeah, yeah, I sent her gift. And, and then I obviously sent her a textual message, and just thanking her for supporting my what my goofy business on social media. And, and um, she's shared some of my stuff. And then I uh, I, I plugged this one. I think I, I might have, because she, when she shared one of my posts, I commented thank you for sharing my post my sister's responsible for this particular because i think it was uh one of our our things together i can't remember but i did tag my sister on instagram like oh you have to go check her out or follow her she would really appreciate that because you're kind of you're on her short list of most favorite costume designers and and i don't remember what happened after that because it's like schnitzing and all excited <laughs> and keyed up and uh let's see john cryer marilyn vegans <clears throat> yeah that's that's pretty much my i think right mm -hmm. of the pretty and pink world it's yeah. such validation of the work that you do and that your skill is definitely perfected and for people who might want to see more of you or meet you guys in person, what can we expect upcoming from the both of you? Or will you be at any conventions coming up soon? Yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the way over here. Oh, so for cosplay in general, 
we were going to check out this. I don't know if you want to dress up. Do you want to dress up to it? Yeah, sure. Okay. So tomorrow, I hope, there's this new place in Wrigleyville across the street. I think directly across from Wrigley Field. A new theater opened up, which has been christened the John Hughes Theater. It's actually called Draft House Chicago. It includes like an 80s bar in there and an arcade, or I think there's an arcade. There's a little section where you can borrow for free VHS tapes and DVDs and things like that. And it's called, it's like Video Vortex, I think. I think Los Angeles has one, but we now have one. And on top of that, they have a theater, several screening rooms where you can watch things. And they have a strict no texting, no talking, like back to the pre pre tech not like pre cell phone age mm-hmm. and uh, i wanted to go check that out tomorrow because tomorrow sunday is the last day to get the 25 percent off discount and i think i might want to dress like ducky <laughs> and then maybe uh, let's see i guess for upcoming conventions uh we have c2e2 is coming up in march and april end of march and april mm-hmm. um and i don't know what our cosplay lineup is I don't know. Oh, Power Rangers. Yeah, Power yeah. Rangers and Wayne's World. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you, I will definitely not look, well, not too, too, I'll probably look different. So don't look for Ducky there. <laughs> um, and then July, we'll just do like a six months thing. Uh, San Diego Comic Con is coming up in July, mid-July. And so if you're out there... Willow, but I don't even know what our cosplay lineup would be. Nope, I so don't know yet. <laughs> we are just going to go there, but uh, we'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, the draft house, if y'all are interested in going there, uh, I don't think there's really anything that I want to watch there. I just want to experience the thing and get as much video, and I'll probably be showing mm-hmm. sharing, sharing the experience with everybody else on, on uh, TikTok and Instagram because I love showing off what Chicago has and anything that's related to John Hughes, uh, which is not hard uh, because, it's you know, everywhere. it's pretty much it's every, <laughs> everywhere we go. Like uh, she used to work at the Northbrook Library, which is pretty much John Hughes. Of, yeah. John Hughville. It is. It is. It's right off of Sherman Road, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. It um, is. And you, that's where the Ferris Bueller. Water Tower. Water Tower. Yeah. yeah. So that's our sort of projected future uh, within the next six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, fantastic, guys. Please go give Jenny a follow. Obviously, we will have her links down below in our description. Ladies, we appreciate you so much for joining us. This has been so entertaining. (laughs) Good, good. That's, That's kind of what I endeavor to do in life, really. Good. Well, you definitely follow through on that one. And guys, stay tuned to What's Up Universe for more good content from MK and myself.